This podcast is made by Awesome Panda Productions. Find out more at awesomepandauk.com. Hello and welcome to the RG10 podcast, brought to you by the people behind RG10 magazine. The aim is to bring you interviews, information and entertainment. In fact, anything interesting that's relevant to living around here. This episode features Jenny Gao. She used to go to the Piggott School and is now one of the BBC's most senior sports correspondents. In this conversation, you'll hear her reminisce about her childhood, talk about life as a Formula One reporter, plus reveal embarrassing moments with film stars in the pit lane. I started the interview with a suitably grand introduction. She is BBC's Formula One and Formula E presenter. She also has a blue tick next to her name on Twitter, meaning she is arguably Piggott School's most famous former pupil. She is Jenny Gao. Jenny, thanks so much for joining me. How are you doing? Uh, you're more than welcome. I'm doing fine. Uh, but arguably, I'm, I worry I'm probably not the most famous former Piggott person. I'm sure out there... There must be more. I don't even know, but there must be, surely. If you're saying I can't be as good as it gets. If you're saying there must be more, surely, I'd say you are. I can't think of <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Right. First up, though, um, we need to prove your local credentials because otherwise, let's face it, we could have got any old sports presenter in. We'd have Gary Lineker's agent uh, knocking down the door. So what I'm going to ask you to do is imagine you're at the Piggott School. Would it have been Wargrave Piggott when you were there? Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to age you, but yeah, I'd have been Wargrave Pig when I was younger as well. Anyway, so I need you... It was in black and white when I was there. <laughs> I don't know about you. I need you to imagine you're at uh, Piggott School. Could you describe the journey from Piggott School to Twyford Station? Okay, go for it. Uh, am I walking? Am I in the car? Am I cycling? It's up to you. I don't care. I just want you to describe... Paint, paint a picture with words. Okay, I will cycle in that case. I will go past the long and triple junk pit uh, and along the cycle path inside the school field, then pop out past the nursery, uh, round the roundabout or over the bridge now, um, and uh, down the road towards Twyford. Um, what will you past? Yeah, sorry. Past the housing. Um, there's a nursery on the right-hand side. You keep on going. There used to be a model shop uh, as you got towards the uh, sort of little, little town centre. Still there. That's still gone. there. No, Is that's it still, still there? there. That's still there. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. Um, and the fish and chip shop on the left was always good. Yeah. Uh, so past that, um, get to the crossroads. I'd probably have to wait at the traffic lights. Um, Not you, Jenny. The... You're, you're Twyford's <laughs> number one celebrity. You just go straight across. <laughs> Come through after you. Um, yes, uh, along the slightly wiggly um, wiggly uh, traffic lights. And then on the left, past my old dentist, um, past the takeaway. I think it used to be an Indian takeaway on the left, yeah, Indian yeah. restaurant. They're, they're now out uh, and they're waving to you. And there goes Jenny Gow. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Um, and then you get to the funny little V junction where you can split off right, or if you're yeah. feeling daring, you can continue on and then take a right slightly later past the pub um, and into Twyford train station. You have passed. That was magnificent. Absolutely magnificent. Thanks. Now, did my driving lessons around there as well, <laughs> so I know that stretch quite well. Firstly, then, um, let's go back to your days at Wargrave Pig. What, what would be your strongest memories of uh, being at school there? 
Um, being terrible at cross country, but God loves a trier, and I was definitely a trier. So I just remember um, trying to get onto the team, and they let me in because I was just like, please, I'm really good at this. This 1500 meters is my best. So they let me do it, um, and I was continually the last person across the line. But as we say, A for effort. Um, and just, you know, lots of friends playing bundles, playing, you know, you used to get your hands in a big circle. All of the bags used to go in the middle and you'd pull each other to see who would be the last person standing up. Um, health and safety risk high, enjoyment high. Great times. Have you ever been back since at all? I have actually. I went back last year um, to do a little chit chat. Um and uh, I, I was kind of addressing some of the sixth formers and probably was the worst person to go back because I actually dropped out of university quite quickly. So, <laughs> so I basically went to all these sixth formers and said, yeah, unless you want to be a doctor or something really important, then you know, maybe you don't actually have to go to university. Um, and uh, head and deputy head just went, why do we get her in? Are we mad? <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I'm always honest. That's one of my biggest faults, I think, is that I just, I, I am honest. Tell me, what is life being an F1 presenter and a pit lane reporter like? What does it involve? Um, it's a bit crazy and everybody thinks it must be so glamorous. And yes, there are parts of it which you go, oh, this is kind of cool. Um, when you were supping champagne on a yacht in Monaco, but that doesn't happen very often, I can assure you. Um, so I've done it for 10 years now and um, it's hard work. It's long days. We generally fly on a Thursday, arrive wherever we are, go straight to the paddock. Thursday is the media day. So we spend most of the afternoon talking to different drivers, doing interviews, um, speaking to a lot of PR people because wherever a driver goes you can be sure there'll be a PR person with them with a little dictaphone recording everything and um, then we'll do a show in the evening for Five Live which is our big kind of feature show of the weekend um, then uh, we've got practice sessions on Friday, Saturday qualifying on Saturday, race on Sunday so all in all, all, in all we do around 10 hours of live broadcasting across the weekend and then on a Sunday after the race regardless of weather conditions and what we've been up to and how long the race has taken we normally fly home again so it's a full on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday um, and then the rest of the time is spent prepping for it or doing other bits and pieces or looking after my daughter How do you approach someone like Lewis Hamilton after they've had a bad race? Carefully. Um, Lewis Hamilton can be a brilliant orator for the sport. He can be fascinating and he can also be quite difficult to deal with at times when things haven't gone his way or if you ask the wrong question at the wrong time. And, you know, these guys don't enjoy talking to the media. They endure it. So sometimes, you know, you you have to tread quite carefully and you're limited. You don't get a whole load of questions with these guys. Sometimes you can only get one question. So you have to be quite clever about what you ask and what the answer is that you want. <laughs> so you work it round in reverse a lot of the time. If, for example, if, you know, if he's won and he's had a good race and he's had a, a good battle, you know you're going to get a long answer from him. So you can pretty much get away with anything. If he's frustrated with him himself because he's let himself down or sees that he's let himself down, then you need to try and 
it's almost like opening a, a, a tin of sardines. You've got to do it very carefully so that nothing spills out. You've got to get it just right. And that that's the art to it, I suppose. Oh, that's a wonderful analogy. Um, you must have had some cringe-worthy moments when you're speaking to F1 drivers and that kind of thing. Are you able to share any of those with us? Oh, I've had so many, so many. Um, normally, because I do a grid walk, um, and uh, you know, if people watch F1, they'll know, oh, Mar- Martin Brundle does his grid-, grid walk. Well, I do my grid walk, but I'm totally on my own. So I don't have a producer to tell me what's happening. I don't have someone to find guests for me. I just have to walk around, and I'm hosting. So a lot of the time... I have to talk at the same time as listening to a producer in my ear telling me what's coming up and try and find a guest and ask the guest if it's okay to do an interview while still talking on the radio. So it's quite challenging. Um, And my, I'm not going to lie, my knowledge of famous people outside the sporting arena is is slightly lacking. Oh, this already sounds good. Go on. (laughs) So, yeah, um, there's the Hemsworth brothers. So Liam Hemsworth, um, who is a a very good-looking young man, and Chris Hemsworth, who's his brother. Okay. So um, it's just even now thinking about it, I kind of cringe. (laughs) Um, So you, yes, I basically I went up to um, Luke. Think no, I went up to Chris, thinking that he was Liam. But his actual brother is called Luke. So I couldn't have got it more wrong if I'd have tried. And I went up to him saying, are we OK for a chat? And I said to him, I'm oh, just down here with um, with Luke Hemsworth. And he just looked at me and he was like, no, I'm Chris. And I was like, hey, of course. <laughs> the more famous one, course, to be honest. Of course you are. And at the he's end in of Avengers, the interview, was, isn't he? There we go. And he was in, in uh, Avengers. And he was in Rush when he played James Hunt. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I couldn't have gone more wrong for me if I'd have tried. And this is probably one of the most good looking men that I've ever met. And it was just one disaster after another. And the worst thing is, at the end of it, I said, oh, well, I won't make that mistake. Thanks so much, Luke. <laughs> and he went, nope, still Chris. <laughs> I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> so there have been many moments like that where my entertainment knowledge has gone down the swanee and there's no one there to help. Like, yeah. I can't turn around to somebody and say, excuse me, who are you? Um, because you seem like an idiot if you do that. So... I think just making yourself seem like an idiot live on air is, you know, so much so much better than that. I think that reflects <laughs> very well on you, to be honest. Finally, Jenny, what was the best thing about growing up around here? Um, there are so many amazing things about the whole area, Wargrave, Twyford, moving on up the river to Henley. I, I feel so lucky that I grew up in an area where I could be a proper child Um you know, I've moved about a fair bit since my time uh, in the Shires and um, I, I've never felt so carefree as I did during my time um, in Wargrave. I had great friends in Wargrave and Twyford. Um, you know, you could go out and, and feel safe and the river was always there and that was always a source of great comfort to me. I spent a lot of time down on the river and... Um, I still, even now, if I need to go somewhere to get to a happy place, I will try and find some water or some river that I can go to because that just reminds me of home. It reminds me of comfort and safety and, I suppose, being able to be a child. And 
you know nowadays it's it's so hard if you look at kids for them to grow up protected and I still feel that the environment and the villages around Walgrave, Twyford, those areas you can be a child and you can enjoy it and you can feel relatively safe compared to so many other places so we were so lucky to grow up in a time um, and a place that was just the best. Jenny Gow, thank you very much indeed. You're welcome. Thanks so much for listening to the RG10 podcast. It'd be great if you could share this with others who you think may find it interesting, even those who've never even heard of the podcasting phenomenon. At the moment, it's just another way that we can all stay connected. If you've got any thoughts about who or what we can include in future episodes, then do let us know via the rg10mag.com website or maybe in the comments section on Apple or SoundCloud. Once again, thanks for listening and goodbye.